I'm Caitlin. I'm Sarah. We're just women having candid conversations about all things life. Welcome to Coffee Coffee and Mimosas. Cheers. It's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Glad we all made it here with our two flat tires that happened. Gosh. That is wild. I'm like scared I'm next. (laughs) (laughs) Two down. When you leave today. Going around. Yeah. It's definitely in the air. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we went to um, church on Sunday and he, or actually we went Thursday because we had a busy weekend and he was like talking about, he's like, don't ever ask for help learning patience or compassion. And so on our way here, I was like, Brandon, you didn't ask for help learning patience or compassion (laughs) because yesterday what happened, we were cleaning up our sunroom. We had like paint cans out there Mm -hmm. and my husband told my son, carry this stuff out to the shed. So he grabbed a paint can and like had his arm wrapped around it. And then instead of holding it by the handle and it slipped out of his arm and the lid busted off and the entire full gallon. No, like, I mean, it fell. So it splattered all over the sunroom and was all over the floor and I'm like in my bedroom and the kids are napping and I hear him just screaming, help, help. Who, Brandon? No. <laughs> or your son. My son. He I won't tell you which one named. it was. <laughs> it's and good that you have multiple. Like if I were to say that, there's only one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, go get the dustpan. Because I'm like, how am I going to get this up? And I'm like, I can scoop it up. I'm like, go get the dustpan. He starts walking and like had stepped in some of it. No. So then it's like tracking on the oh, hardwoods no. across the house to go get the dustpan. And then he's just like starts crying. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was a mess. So he got high on paint thinner because oh, oh, no. we oh. made him clean it all up. <laughs> what a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But the lid was in in the big jar. So I didn't save the lid. So now it's, and I had scooped yeah. a bunch of it back into the can. And I was like, well, we were going to use it to paint the front steps. So once you get it cleaned up, you can go paint the front steps because <laughs> he's notorious, like carrying groceries in. I'm like, take trips. He's like, bags are falling apart. Stuff's always falling out. I'm like, take trips. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to take the easy way out. Stop trying to be lazy. Take trips. And he never listens. And so this was one of those situations where I'm like, why do you always have to learn the hard way? Yeah. Like, Always. Some people are just like that, though. I yeah. guess. And I'm guilty of the piling on the groceries onto my arm for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I can do I this. <laughs> yeah, I do it too. But like after so many, and you know, the bags from Walmart are like super thin. Yeah. So they're like, stuff's always fallen out. And I'm like, after so many times. I forget that Walmart has groceries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Our gluten-free stuff is like $3 cheaper per item. Yeah. There. So I stock up on it there. Yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, paint splatters, flat tires for both of you this morning. Yeah. It's a Monday, Monday. Yeah, yeah. It is. One of those very Monday Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, but we all made it. We made it. We yeah, made it. Here. So, well, yeah. cheers to that. Yeah. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to that. Glad oh, Caitlin so still glad. had some champagne in her. Yeah, from, from last week. <laughs> Just waiting for you. It's a little flat, but I don't care. That's okay. (laughs) Good. Well, we are here for episode, I don't even know, seven, seven, 
I think. Of coffee and mimosas. This is so wild. Yeah. That we're like this far in. And it's the end of the year. This will be the last coffee and mimosas. Which of is wild. I can't believe 23. it's 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it just flew by all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 Well, there were some slow moments this year, but then like, what? December? <laughs> How yeah. did that happen? What was slow for you? Uh, I mean, I think like just uh, business wise, you know, like just. Um, I guess uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, I was booming at Thrive. Uh, we had six instructors, uh, full schedule, and then three of them had to move, you know, military wives uh, in like basically the same month. So they all let me know <laughs> in the same day that, that like, yeah, they're going to leave within the next month. So then it got very slow and very stressful. But, you know, it's, it was a season. We're, we're a lot better now. <laughs> Do yeah. you still teach there? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay, so yeah. do you well, have to um, pick it all up? <laughs> um, well, we, we, we had to cancel some classes, but, uh, you know, like, yeah, this is this is what I do. This is how I started. Like, my, my main thing is still teaching, although I have a business, but, like, my main thing is, is still teaching classes. Yeah, so why don't you share just a little bit about your business and kind okay. of the, the background and the story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I have Thrive Pilates Studio. Uh, and I opened in 2018, like November 2018. Bodhi was six months old at that time. Um, it was it happened over the sudden. I wasn't planning on opening a business. Um, and I know it's, it's, uh, it sounds uh, kind of crazy, but it was almost like uh, a little bit of peer pressure from my from my students. <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful that yeah. it happened. <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all ready. So I was teaching at another studio um, in Southern Pines. And then uh, my boss, she had to move. So she, like, she moved in Idaho. So there were there was a me and my three month old at that time and kind of like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? Maybe I'll just uh, take some break and just enjoy, enjoy motherhood or maybe I'll do something else. I was considering to teach some tennis lessons because that was my sport. So yeah. And then one morning I was um, at the coffee shop at the high octane in Aberdeen. And so I signed for rent didn't think much of it but uh, kind of took a picture of the number I'll just I'll just give a number and see what happens I'll just give them a call so I did and it was a, a space available upstairs and very affordable and it used to be Pilates bar studio so it was like Hi. like one of those yeah. things yeah I Hello, walked universe. in yeah exactly <laughs> hello universe yeah, yeah. Uh, it was one of those things. Uh, we walked in. I, I, I brought Mike with me, and he was like, "Well, this is kind of like hard to pass. Like as as much as like I don't want you to be like too busy, but you know I'll support you with anything uh, you I can. Although I'm like you know deploying in a month, <laughs> oh my but we still have thirty days <laughs> to see. Pretty this typical. Out. <laughs> Bar for the course. Yep. I know, right? Let's do all I these big like things at the same right time. In, I feel like, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, so we signed the contract the next day and three oh. days later. Uh-huh, the next <laughs> oh day. Well, what happened was um, that day I also had an interview with 
with um, uh, with a potential nanny. So like she's like in house daycare kind of thing, and she was wonderful. Like Bodhi loved her, I loved her, and they, and she's uh, bilingual. So you know like she was she was uh, one of those like yeah I'll teach him Spanish and like you know like I'm making all my meals from scratch. Like you know we're spending this time outside. I was like okay this is awesome and I'm flexible. You can bring him in the morning. You can bring him at night. So it was like one of those things. I was like okay we signed a contract and three days later I, I started teaching. Yeah, three, three days, days later. later. Yeah, the fastest turnaround in any <laughs> business history and <laughs> yeah. moving yeah. into a space. But, I mean, I kept getting texts like, "Okay," uh, from my clients. They're like, "We don't need equipment." Like, the, like you know, you order equipment whenever it arrived. We'll be doing the reformer classes, but like for now, we're happy with math. We're just like, we just need some Pilates in our lives. So it was kind of that. I was like, "All right, let's do this." Aww. So yeah, I cleaned, and the next day we we did Pilates. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of those. That yeah. speaks really highly of you that your <laughs> yeah. your clients were able to just hop right in and, yeah. and follow oh, you there. My goodness, I'm so grateful. Yeah, yeah, and being yeah. able. I mean, we know so many business owners. Catrice's uh, episode launched today, and I was just thinking of her whole journey of, um, the, you know, paying rent on a building that you're having to completely gut and redesign, and all of these things, and then that gets pushed and pushed and pushed. We recorded that episode that so in July. Stressful. In July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's opening like this week. So it's oh like so for a turnaround yeah. of three days where yeah. you can start generating yeah. the income needed to cover yeah. your overhead is like yeah. an anomaly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I a know. big deal. Oh, it's and a I huge know. deal. Yeah. Like yeah. Lo- looking back at it, oh my God, like universe was on my side, like yeah. every step of the way. Uh, yeah. Because I haven't heard anything like that. And plus it's like it. That wasn't really on my radar, you know. Like we walked in, we saw the space, the mirrors were done, the um, uh, waterproof uh, floors were done. So like, okay, like I just can't say no to this. Yeah, like you know, yeah. fell into your lap. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. everyone can hear your accent. Can you tell us where you're from and how you? <laughs> yes, I was uh, born She's like, and I'm raised from in Ukraine, yeah. <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> working on my accent really hard I love um, it yeah so um, yeah I am from Ukraine born and raised and uh, came here to play tennis for college and oh, wow. once I got here at, to Savannah Georgia like my university was at Botanical Gardens and I was like what what is this place I want to stay here forever this is like a heaven on earth <laughs> type of situation I've never seen anything more beautiful like I want to stay here so that's and the rest of the history <laughs> did you think that I mean you were a lot of s- blood and tears and yeah. all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> it was fine I just left my entire <laughs> upbringing my whole family totally cool yeah. um did you think that you were going to go back um before you came uh yes yes I was like I can do I can be anywhere for four years I'm gonna get free education and play my favorite sport um and then like go from there and then I'll go back and probably hopefully uh do a little bit more of professional um tennis and then like figure out my life and like my dad has business uh, back home like nothing that I would want to to do but (laughs) it's like a plan b I was like I can always work for my dad and like you know I'll figure it out but you know like once I arrived I was like wow this is like a different different from level of everything so i really want to stay here yeah 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 so family is back in ukraine yeah they still are yeah yes. my parents my brother my grandma yeah okay 
So how has that been over the last year or so? Uh, very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Very challenging. It, I really wanted them to come and they had an opportunity. But because of my grandma, she's 89. Uh, she's like, I've I've been here. I've done this. You know, I'll survive Holocaust. This is like not a big deal for me. Like, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. So like my parents stayed with her because, you know, they can't just leave an 89 year old who is like in the perfect shape and still like taking care of the house and chopping wood and all of that. <laughs> Stuff. Wow! But yeah, yeah, she has one of those houses that uh, heated only through the fireplace, like a true fireplace. So every morning she wakes up and like she chops wood and like puts it in her fireplace to heat up your house. Yeah, so wow. she's one of those. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and her house is like kind of like a bomb shelter, honestly. Like, so if something is happening, like my parents go to her house. Yeah. Because it's like solid. It's over 100 years old. Like it's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something to be said for like having that conviction and that fortitude is only born in true like tragedy and chaos. We live yeah. in a place where like we have no idea. We have no idea. And we don't have that magnitude of fortitude. Yeah. Like you do if you were to survive the Holocaust and now everything that's happened after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's got quite a life, you know, like she was seven when she survived that and now she's 89 and then she goes through this. So it's like quite a life that woman has and hopefully I'll get to see her again. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't want to like ruin the nice vibe of our podcast. <laughs> no, I think, that, you know, this and I, I really want to like, yeah, I, I want to like, like write every single word she has to say, you know, like I was trying to do the zoom, but like, she's so overwhelmed when like you, we do like a FaceTime situation. Mm -hmm. And if the like timing is a little bit off, like she's like <laughs> so overwhelmed. I was like, sure. All right, I need to like go and see you and like have it like a true conversation with you. Yeah, the I I share the same types of things. Like I want to know all the things from my parents and all the stories they have from their parents. And I found this, it's kind of like a book that they would write, but it's really easy. It's called Story Worth. And they send them a question like every Monday via email. And then you just like click answer the question or whatever. And it'll be like, um, tell about a childhood story that is a really vivid memory you know, whatever it is, something like that. And then they basically write it out. And at the end of the year, StoryWorth compiles all these stories into basically like a book and you get the book in physical form. And I was like, this is so great. So I got it for I my mom. Uh, Luke got it for like his stepmom. And that's like the gift we've been giving. Yes. Because yeah, that's, I think that's, cool. that's I like that. so cool. And it's not yeah. overwhelming because yeah, it's she just can like once write, a week. Yeah. yeah. And you just kind of like write it down like it's a I journal. Love it. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. That yes. would be a good, good idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll link that. So it's called Story Worth. Uh huh. Okay. Because that's a good Christmas present idea it is. for people. That's, so yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I definitely want to look into it. Yeah. Because there's so much information. That has already been lost through the generations because it can die with the person that dies. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and unfortunately, there's like there's the that generation, one of those humble people that like would never even like tell us anything unless we really ask and like really, really ask like multiple times because like my grandma would be like, yeah, yeah, there were times. Yeah, it was hard, you, you know, and like, like, no, tell me more. And it's just like it's very valuable. They like don't even like 
know how valuable it is for me to like to know all of those things right because it's normal right yeah Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even think it's a generational thing because even Mm -hmm. my husband is like that about deployments like he's not just gonna sit around and tell you but if you ask him very specific questions you know then you get that's a good point a lot of information I think it's just people's mentality of what they've gone through and like that's their normal and yeah it's hedonic abduct hedonic adaptation Mm -hmm. is what becomes normal becomes normal and then we like need something else to become normal right (laughs) that's like when you are so excited to move into your first house and you bought this 900 square foot house and it's (laughs) yours and it's beautiful it has the ugliest walls and flooring (laughs) and I'm talking about ourselves and Oceanside but we were so excited that we bought our own house and then it was like okay we PCS and now this house is 1500 square feet oh my god was it six million dollars there the 900 square feet in Oceanside it was I think when we bought it it was like 200,000 and that was in 2008 I think it was like on the verge of foreclosure and it was a mile from the beach Mm -hmm. and uh it sold for over double that and now we look back and it's like 1.1 million oh my god they've added on a little bit but in Saint. That's yeah. wild. That's San Diego wild. is the um this year the most expensive place in the United States to live, which mm-hmm. is where I grew up, in case you guys didn't know that. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, that it what's normal becomes normal. And then yeah. you know, you get this new thing and that becomes the new normal. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like more money, more problems. That's why retirement <laughs> so, true. <laughs> well, so true though. Yeah, that in retirement is hard for the the men that have been through all of that because that was their normal so they've got to find like oh yeah we could do a whole podcast or they don't find that and they make peace with not finding that yeah i'm just trying to keep things (laughs) exciting (laughs) and fun (laughs) fun and make sure my husband feels like he has a purpose i'm like i'm gonna hit a pothole and then that way you have something to do (laughs) today save me take care yeah you can take care of me yeah save the day (laughs) rescue me for sure i like that Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Allie, tell us about yourself. Yeah. How do I follow that up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But so I am born and raised in Georgia. I actually started out as an athletic trainer. So I went to the University of Georgia. I was a student trainer. It was an amazing experience. Got out. I was an assistant athletic trainer for a small D3 college, and it was just a complete change in life. So I went from University of Georgia has a trainer for every sport and everything you can ever want for the athletes to take care of them and all the support. And then I went to a small private Christian college where I was one of three trainers for about 27 different teams. Wow. (laughs) It was the amount of stress. I can't, I mean, my heart's racing just thinking about it right now, just because I mean, one of the trainers would leave around 12 o'clock and you know what sports are always in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and it was just pure chaos. And when I was working, I was usually the only trainer for both teams during a game. And I think it hit me like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one who's going to take care of someone if something hits the fan right now. The amount of stress was insane. And I absolutely hated it. I realized mm-hmm. like, what did I get myself into? But I loved Oh the, no. I know. Like, was that it was like a big of, It was a huge, thing? like, what did I go to school for? Like, now what do I do? <laughs> you know? But I... 
came to realize like I really loved the rehabilitation side of things. I liked the process and staying with someone throughout an injury and seeing them get better. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go back to school. Everything's fine. That's how I got more into the physical therapy side. So I went to Georgia State University to get my doctorate of physical therapy. And outside of that, I went kind of into the big chain physical therapy clinic side. I'm not going to name any names, but (laughs) I was there for about a year before Again, I feel like burnout kind of hit in. And if you've ever talked with someone in healthcare or worked in healthcare, you know, burnout can happen very quickly. Um, And when you get to some of those big chain PT clinics, you can be seeing two, three, four patients at a time, which drives me up the wall. And I can go more into that. I have a whole spiel on that. And Mm -hmm. I've seen that with my daughter. I like her first appointment. They're like, you have to come. And and the therapist was working with someone popped over didn't even really know her so the assessment was very like quick Mm -hmm. and then gave her an exercise to do and I was just like oh and then she hopped back over to the and it was just one other person so I can't imagine three to four I was like okay it gets it's like how are you actually assessing me do you have your hands on that person it drives me up the wall but from there I kind of bounced around I worked in the hospital setting like a PRN we moved up here. I married one of those military men, so we ended up up here, you know? <laughs> and Just one of those. <laughs> yes. I have two kids of my own. It really wasn't, for those of you who don't know, I'm in pelvic health. That's my specialty. And I really had no interest in it until the birth of my son. So he's my second. I had my own pelvic floor dysfunction going on with me. I went to a clinic. That was the first time I was actually ever a patient as a at a PT clinic, And the care I received wasn't what I felt like it should be with what I was coming to. Like, it's a very personal thing, personal thing. And I just... Just about as personal as you can. Just about as personal as you can. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, are we talking about your pelvic floor? Are we talking about, like, recovering (laughs) from something? I mean, honestly, all of it. Like, all of it. It's so personal to someone. And I just felt like it started... Well, but then I feel like I was just put on biofeedback, placed in a room while she was seeing other people. I was handed off to an aide who wasn't even in PT school. It's just something that I'm like, is this how it's being treated? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way, like, there has to be something better. So that's when I kind of took the reins myself. And I was like, I'm just going to go find out what I can learn. And my first pelvic floor course, I feel like it was just such an empowering moment because I realized how much I didn't know about my own body. And I'm like, I've already gone through PT school and how did I still not know this about my body and other people don't know this information. And to me, that's truly sad, like especially in women's health, because I feel like the education system has somewhat failed us. And a part of it is also what is your family teaching you? What is your environment? Um, All that. But I just kind of came to realize how much I almost dissociated from my own body and how I struggled with myself And the more I learned, the more empowered I felt. And when it came to, okay, like now I have this specialty. I'm in love with it. Now what am I going to do with it? I was like, do I want to go to a clinic where they're kind of controlling what I do? And that's kind of the insurance side. I kind of got out of that. And I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me just start my own thing. Because I believe I can do better at this. And I want to be one of the better ones in this area. And I want to be able to educate and teach and inform people. And that's where Pelvic Power started. It was just this. It was, I had a feeling I wanted to start a business eventually, but I almost one day was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
I'm just going to do it. I'm going to file for my LLC and let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do the thing. Tell everyone awesome. what pelvic floor therapy actually is, just in case they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely one of the biggest questions I get. So I am a, just your regular ortho physical therapist. I can treat head to toe, whatever, like neck pain, shoulder pain, pelvic floor, pelvic health specialty. I go more into, okay, are you having leakage, pain with intercourse? I treat a lot of like PCOS, endometriosis, pelvic organ prolapse. Those are some of the diagnoses that have kind of been a like I go more into that now. Um, but I can still treat low back pain, hip pain, you know, all the things. So it's more the pelvic floor is playing some part into your symptoms. And I do do internal work with that or external, depending on how comfortable or uncomfortable you are. So it's kind of just, I feel like it's just been the missing piece in a lot of my care, especially because when you go to different PT clinics or doctors, even they don't ask you about those things. Mm -hmm. And I think people want to bring it up to their practitioner, but they don't even feel comfortable, don't know how, don't know what kind of help they're going to receive. Or think that it's completely normal. Or think that it's normal. And right, like how often do you hear... Oh, like I, I pee a little when I sneeze or when I do jumping jacks and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, we've had Me kids, too. you yeah, know, yeah. Like, right. It's fine. And which is great that we can normalize it enough to talk about it. Yes. But then also to realize like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, oh, wait until you're 50. I was like, no. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. Just because something is common does not mean it is normal. Right. And part of that is generational. Like women used to be told, oh, you had a baby. That's just part of your life now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I do think I get pushed into the mostly pregnancy postpartum category, but everyone has a pelvic floor. Anyone can be affected by it in any sort of way. It's not just women. It's not just pregnant and postpartum women. It's men, women. It could be anybody. It could be, I mean, pediatrics, there's pediatric public health. It's, it spans over the lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people don't really think about that part but you're right people think it's just totally normal and they're like oh I pee a little bit but that's just my life I'm like no but you don't have to live that way yeah mm-hmm. like there are things we can do to correct that and make you feel your best and not be self-conscious about it because people do get you get self-conscious and don't know who to tell or if you can tell anybody and I hate that I hate that it's like that yeah I have two questions yeah working with men in a pelvic floor like what would be a symptom that a man should get that addressed. yeah so erectile dysfunction testicular pain premature ejaculation um kind of those things are what I, i'm not in the men's pelvic health world i know there's probably like way more it's definitely a future goal of mine i want to be able to treat all genders because i feel like inclusivity in the area is kind of lacking especially in the pelvic health world so but those are kind of some of the things that there or any general pelvic pain it could present as low back pain hip pain those all play into it too now how how do you get the word out for people to come to you because as you know with healthcare around here you're like in and out pushed out the door and you know we always talk with everybody about how you have to be your own advocate and everything and yeah, I've gone through it so many times with all my kids and then so many issues afterwards. And they're always like, oh, just get on birth control or whatever it may be for regulating hormones or pain or bleeding. And finally, I got diagnosed with PCOS, but I wasn't told what to do. It's just, <laughs> just like, oh, like here yeah. you go. Yep. And they didn't refer you. Nope. Didn't, ref- didn't refer me. Didn't say I should get a pelvic floor therapist. They're like, we'll just follow up in three to six months. Didn't give me any ideas of what to do. Cause I'm like, I'm gaining weight and I don't know why I haven't changed anything. And they're like, well, you'll just have to work out more than the average person. And I'm just like, okay. 
well, that's discouraging because I'm doing good to do what I'm doing. And that, that drives me insane that that is still happening today because we know pelvic floor and those doctors should know pelvic floor therapy is a thing. And we have a good amount of providers in this area, actually. I don't know if people know that, but we have about like seven or eight pelvic health therapists in this area. And there is this disconnect between like doctors just giving you a diagnosis and be like, well, there you go. But I don't know if it's, they don't know that we can help in a certain way. And I would love to have more conversations about like even doing like this, like this is raising awareness. Social media can raise awareness. Word of mouth can raise awareness. I try to do some workshops for me at this point. It's just like, if I could just bring it up to people, even just general population, hopefully that just trickles out. Mm-hmm. And then more and more people find out about it because I'm like, yes, you should be seeing, you should have a whole team of people behind you, not just me, but someone like a hormone specialist and maybe, um, like chiropractic care, like a whole team for you. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be like, Oh, here's your diagnosis. Good luck. Yeah. With and no guidance. Fortunately, I'm the type of person to seek out that help, but so many people are just like, well, this is what my doctor said. And then they don't go figure it out or try and seek out the help or so it's a matter of getting getting the word out and I didn't know if you go into the doctor's offices to try and make those really I have not as far as and let's say doctor I'm going to say more the OBGYN because I feel like they have their own network here and they like to do internal referrals that's the only reason why I really haven't gone to them um and they're kind of like okay are you gonna bring lunch for our seven doctors i'm like i'm a small business <laughs> like and i'm just yeah you're not a pharmaceutical I, rep. yeah i'm not a far, mm-hmm. far, far, pharmaceutical rep blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like just trying to raise awareness trying to give you another referral source so you can send your people who are telling you they're having these issues and not just be like oh too bad or here's a medication which is another typical one like here's your medication i wish there was more openness there so i tend to go after like doulas, chiropractic care. I love to do workshops. I need to talk I to would you love about to doing a workshop. <laughs> <my studio. laughs> Just more like community wide <laughs> awareness because I know there's a disconnect happening in the office. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is communication is lacking in healthcare. Like what there was one study that shows a doctor interrupts you within a minute of you being in the office and then it's kind of like done. So a part of how I practice is I want you to feel heard you have a story. I want to hear it about it. And I want us to come up with a plan to make your goals come true. That's basically a huge part of how I take care of people because it is sad to me that people are going in and just not getting any resources. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. When I went to the gynecologist, uh, because I was having like pelvic floor pressure and it was from lifting heavy, I think, and wearing a belt, or at least that exacerbated it. Probably having two kids has something to do with it too, but um, it was never an issue until I started lifting heavy again. Um, And she was like, yeah, you have a little bit of a prolapse bladder. I can give you, I think I've already told this story, but... I'm like having this moment of deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because I told it Maybe to you, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was like, we can give you this medication to stop the feeling when you lay down of like, oh, I think I have to pee, but I don't, my my bladder is empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, mm, I just, I don't even really take Tylenol ever. Like, I don't want just a, a fix. And she was like, well, we'll put you in for pelvic floor PT too. And I was like, great, I'll just wait to see somebody. Mm -hmm. And so 
I, well, first off, to go off of like, uh, here's your diagnosis, mm-hmm. right? And then I want to ask questions. So what can I be doing at home? Is there something that I can do immediately today? Like drink more water, whatever it is. But there, I don't think that system is designed to give you the time to get the treatment plan versus just the diagnosis. And that's kind of all we have time for. Thank you. Come again. I've got to see my next patient. Right. Yeah. And so I was, I was grateful to get a PT referral. However, I'm the person who gets in my car from appointments and is like, oh, okay, they just put this electronically in. I'm going to call to schedule an appointment. So I call and it was already in and they were like, mm-hmm. mind you, this was in mm, like March and I wanted to schedule an appointment. She said, well, great. We can get you on October 9th. And I was like, I'm sorry. It, like I was like dumbfounded, you know, I was like, are you, uh, that's the first opening. And she said, yeah, you know, we're really booked out. Oh yeah. How many months is that? <laughs> and so I think I said something, which I know it's not their fault. It's not this lady's yeah. fault who is probably getting paid like $14 an hour to book these appointments and everything. But I'm like, so what are people supposed to do who are in these positions where this affects their daily life? You want me just to wait like seven months or whatever? Yeah. And I was like, and then I followed up with like, I know this isn't your fault, but seriously, what are people supposed to do? And she was like, I know it's, it's an issue that we don't have enough providers, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, book me. And then I immediately reached out to you, but I wasn't ready yet because I was working Mm -hmm. with Savannah and Mm -hmm. she was helping with some exercises for my pelvic floor. Savannah Gardner, the chiropractor. Yes. She's amazing. (laughs) Dr. Savannah uh, with family and co-chiropractic. And that had gotten me to a certain point Mm -hmm. and I was working on some other pain and stuff. And then I was finally ready to work with you. Yeah. And you show up at my house Mm -hmm. and we sit down on the couch and I had already filled out this long questionnaire, which I love because I've made longer. But I love that you gather so much information and so much stuff that seemingly to me doesn't matter. I'm like, how's this connected to my uterus, you know, or like yes. whatever. <laughs> um, but you asked so many questions and it did not seem hurried. It was very genuine. It was like you wanted to get to the root of what was going on. Absolutely. And everything was just normal. Like you want to talk about bowel movements? Great. And what <laughs> consistency are they? And how often? And do you use a squatty potty? You know, all, all, all these the questions. All these things. Pee, yeah. poop, sex. That's what I talked to you a whole yeah. lot about. Like, <laughs> those are my conversations. All the things that like the six-year-olds want to say well, in class still all the are time. like, this might be TMI. I'm like, you don't understand Literally my job. <laughs> I get all of the information about what's going on in your body. It's right. fine. Don't yes. be embarrassed. It's totally fine. And I try to make it light. And I think you have to with this. It is literally a fact of life. Guess what? Everybody poops. Exactly. This is weird. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I love that you do that. And Kelsey Moore does that Mm -hmm. because I met with her about all the hormone stuff. Jenny does that Mm -hmm. for hormone things. I just met her. She's so nice. I've not been to Dr. Gardner yet, but my daughter went and you know she does that too so it's i feel like there needs to be a whole workshop at thrive i think so it would be great yeah Yeah. it would be great dr Savannah, dr Allie, kelsey get jenny in there yeah Mm -hmm. that'll be wonderful 
Yep, I watched yeah. Joel's live. Well, we, we're about to have Lindsay this Saturday. Yes. Lindsay Foreman is coming and having a little ha- happy hormones, healthy gut workshop. Yeah. Yes. She's, I'm trying to think of her Instagram handle. We just talked about her. Um, I think it's Lindsay, Lindsay Foreman. Foreman. Wellness? wellness. Yeah, I know yeah. there's a wellness yeah. in there. So. Yeah. 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 She puts out some really great content. Yes. So that should yeah. be mm-hmm. a great She's workshop. Functional medicine nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been working with her uh, since June, I think. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Got getting a lot of results finally. Mm-hmm. On what kind of stuff, if I can ask? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, all kinds of hormones, gut related. You know, I. Um, um, well, let's get personal. Uh, <laughs> I had a miscarriage this April uh-huh. and it was like one of those that I was bleeding, 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 had to have surgery, like just the procedure, the DNC and they like vacuumed me and all that stuff. And then a few months later, I'm like in a lot of stomach pain um, and just like debilitating, That's like, what to me. Uh, like all through here, um, like can't can't even like run lift everything is just like pooling so and you know like my my first reaction you know have to to go to the doctor but I don't like doctors I just don't like doctors (laughs) so I'm like Lindsay like I need all the tests so like did a GI test it came back with all kinds of things I have in my body that's not supposed to be there like and I guess it's like she explained it. It's like due to stress, a lot of uh, a lot of blood loss, you know, like the body just couldn't handle, and like other things that are not supposed to be there, almost like attacked it. So I've been working, you know, doing a lot of herbs and things, and humming, and I mean, taping my mouth while I'm going to bed, and mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, cold therapy, you know, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It's, yes, it's but such. She, yeah, I had the same thing that happened, and it's like it's bad enough to go through that experience, but then for months later, your body's still like, oh, don't forget this happened to you, yeah. and yeah. you're yeah. still being exactly. tortured. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. You know, and like once you feel that like first relief, I'm like, okay, I'm fixed. Oh no, it doesn't happen that fast. Right, <laughs> it's a little bit of a journey. Yes, yeah. for sure. I'm so guilty of that. Progress start to isn't feel better. That's yeah. what I remind people. Progress no. isn't yeah. linear. Right. It is a mm-hmm. up and down, and we have to be okay with yes. that. Yes, yes. Healing is degree. not linear. Yeah, yeah. I have to remind that to myself mm-hmm. every day because there's really good days and there's not so good days, mm-hmm. and, and that can be so like, discouraging when so something discouraging. comes yeah. back or you start to feel a way that you were feeling, and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, is this not working? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. then you put the guilt on yourself because you know. Well, like not you necessarily, but like I know oh, I've not been doing everything mm. I'm supposed yes. to do I'm the, same, the same way. Yeah. I'm go- going back to my list. Okay. What I haven't yeah. been doing because, you know, like Lindsay is also like super um, like in depth, like, okay, you can do this, this, that. And then I'm just like putting a little stars, like what I can and mm-hmm. cannot like put in my schedule. I'm like, okay, what else can I add to my schedule that can help this, you know, my vagus nerve <laughs> to relax. <laughs> I love yeah. that she's doing that because I t- <laughs> yes that's awesome yeah and it is uh, and it it really speaks to me uh, because like that's kind of what we do in pilates as well you know like everything starts from the breathing um and then the, uh, like all our new students do need to come through private sessions so we can't just like jump into the classes you oh know, you we can't need to, okay mm-hmm. tell us about yeah. that 
I've never oh, done okay. Pilates, and okay. I am very curious. I haven't well, either. Not, not okay. Okay. So we're going. Pilates. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a it's a core workout, the, the buzzword, right? The core. But um, we... Okay, <laughs> pelvic floor, core. Pelvic floor, this. core. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, but um, actually, in our studio, you, you won't really hear that, like, okay, engage your core. Because um, most of the times, if you tell the person to engage the core... They either like suck their belly button in, yeah, or they scrunch. Like a lot, a lot of bands will be like, ooh, embrace, you know, and the the girls will suck, mm-hmm. and like the and like all of that is like really disturbing <laughs> the breath Doing pattern. It all. <laughs> <laughs> the way yeah. I was taught, the way I was taught. <laughs> up the blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, so we are talking more like deep core, like mm. pelvic floor muscles, mm-hmm. transverse abdominals, diaphragm, and how those things can like move together, you know, on the inhale and exhale. Um, and we do use a lot of word Kegel. Like I know a lot of people say Kegel. Like I ke- call it Kegel. I still call it Kegel. You still call it In Kegel. Pelvic oh, wait, it's okay. like Kegel okay. is the actual man's name who came up with that. Yeah. Oh. And Kegel is the like correct way to say it but i can't stand it <laughs> so yeah I kegel, kegel so I, still, oh, I didn't know there was a debate there's a debate and, okay. and plus there's i feel debate. like you know in pilates it's a little bit different it's not like you're lifting everything up you're just focusing on the urethral kegel like we're getting really into depth here i like that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like you are you are not overdoing it so you can still easily breathe in and breathe out and if you are kegling and you can't fully breathe then you you're overdoing it and you're just creating more tension uh and and that tension just gives you more instability so anyways so yeah when uh somebody wants to do pilates at thrive um we ask to do at least three privates three private sessions and the first session we go over five principles of pilates actually pilates it's another guy's last name uh yeah the joseph pilates created pilates yeah he was a german boxer and gymnast oh okay yeah and when Uh, was this it was it it was like around world world war one years because he's also so those reformer machines that all the girls are working on mm-hmm. now and um, looking cute. Actually, they were made for <laughs> soldiers, for wounded soldiers. <sighs> yes. So like the um, German military invited him to to do like physical therapy. And then he came up with this uh, springs and, and things that he would attach to the like normal beds. And, you know, like if uh, if the soldier like missing limb or anything like that, he would still keep th- keep human shape and that like makes help so him much to sense. recover. So interesting. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I mean, and everything was starting from the breathing. That guy was a genius. I mean, it's still like, you know, things that I learned uh, and like the more I go back to the classical, the more I was like, oh my God, this, this guy was a genius. He really understood the body. So anyways, yeah. So like the first session, we go over five principles of Pilates, which is like breathing and then pelvis placement, ribcage placement, shoulders, sh- shoulder blade placement and neck placement. And then we start building up on it, adding to exercises. And first we do like pre-Pilates exercises. They are very simple, very control everything with the breath. And we are moving on the exhale. So like inhale, uh, we're prepping and the first two seconds of the exhale, we stabilize 
and then we move in. So like, so that the body has a chance to connect all the deep muscles. Um, and everything starts from the big toes. You know, that, that big toes is a, is a big trigger of the lower ab muscles. So we like really teaching the, uh, to find connection with the feet, um, like big toes um, and then inner thighs. So like a lot of times you probably see Pilates, like they're holding those balls and squeezing and squeezing. So kind of teaching them how to squeeze and how not to over squeeze it. <laughs> and things like that, you know, how they yeah. like to like really <laughs> smoosh that ball. Um, they really want to bulk up the, <laughs> I love the way you say it. <laughs> I have those words. Yeah, there is uh, there is a lot of them but that uh, sometimes I would uh, start teaching a class. They're like, can you please say that word? Like, I just really want to hear you like, say that word. It's a little ASMR <laughs> with their Pilates. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And then after that, uh, you know, second session, we'll do a lot of like classical mat exercises like six essential exercises that basically are based the, 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 the base that they're fundamentals and then the third one we introduce to the equipment if if the person is ready and again depends where they at so yeah and then we go from there so that's kind of how it works at the studio so what is pilates specifically good for like and I mean in that in the sense of like, if I think of like lifting heavy things, I'm like, okay, my bones need that, right? And I mm -hmm. want to build muscle. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I, I want to say it, uh, is to um, help you to lift heavy things, mm. you know, and to be more integrated. So it's all, almost like a, a structural integration. You're organizing your body like from the, from the feet up and from the inside out. Uh, so you're almost like, toning your muscles to the bone you know so like the muscles that attach into the bone we access in those muscles and um stabilizing your body so like it's it's hard it's it's good for everything and i mean I, of course i'm biased sure, sure <laughs> i yeah. love it and you know and you know and i started my journey was that was fitness so you know i used to be a group fitness instructor and teaching all the boot camp and bosu and trx and all those kind of classes and was a personal trainer and then kind of like like okay i just want to do one thing good it's like, because i was all over the place mm -hmm. and like it's time to actually you know get into the depth and it's um one of those things so if the person works at the computer and in the office or driving a lot you know working on the posture and things like that pilates you know if if the person is a professional athlete and like and needs some um like strengthening and like you know injury prone pilates you know so it's it's like one of one of those things that um it's kind of like a recipe for a better better lifestyle so they, that's why i called it thrive like you know do pilates and thrive mm -hmm. so it's kind of like yeah you spend this hour and now you like you go outside the studio and you're thriving because we're kind of like working on um on your reflexes so something that you were born with and then uh during life you know things happen like you got a surgery or you got you you've got like stressful life and things like that and like the um deep core muscles disrupt it because like deep core is also our stress you know if, if we are if we are not in there if we are all in the sympathetic nervous system um it's 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 hard to exercise so we're kind of like grounding you uh getting you better so you can you can thrive to whatever whatever you do outside the studio mm. yeah. i've done pilates quite a few times and a lot of times i'm like oh that wasn't too hard or i like think it wasn't as hard as it was and the next day i'm like holy crap <laughs> like i didn't like places that hurt that i'm like i wouldn't even think that i would have hurt there because 
you didn't, I didn't feel it in the moment mm-hmm. that it was building that, but yeah, the next day or two days later, it's even worse. That's what yeah, I was going to yeah. ask if it's yeah. one of those I things. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Delayed like, muscle soreness. Yeah. 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 You're like, because it's stuff you do not use or think about or do in any other form mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. working, like even yoga, you know, uh, I'll be sore after that sometimes, but yeah, with Pilates, it's like, oh, wow, that one little spot there I must never do anything with. It's crazy. targeting, like, specific muscles, which is, like, essentially what I do, too. Like, my job (laughs) is to find your weakness. I'm sitting here, and I'm like, what you are saying is exactly (laughs) some of the stuff that you would say to me (laughs) during our sessions. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And some of the exercises that we Mm do, I was... I'm going to have to like put some of these videos of me doing these exercises in the reel because I'm like laying on my back on her table and like engaging my deep core. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, those little back muscles back there, like everything rib cage, right. Getting my breathing. And then I'm like moving one little leg down, (laughs) down, Mm -hmm. down, hold breathe yeah up 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 and like after 10 i'm like oh my god Allie, i can't do this anymore this is burning you know (laughs) but you're barely moving i'm like i would rather go squat i know people are so good at cheating with the big muscles so our jobs which sounds like a lot of what you do too is to find those little weaknesses and those guys that you haven't been using in a long time because like in the public health world like you said it all starts from the big toe same thing. It starts from the feet and going up. So I have to look at everything. People are like, "Why is she wa- watching me do marches and stand?" And like, <laughs> and now march. Yes. And I'm like, "Okay." And squat and do all these things. I'm like, because it's a whole body. Like your pelvic floor is within a system. Now we got to figure out what's going on with it. Because in reality, I don't know if y'all know this, but pelvic floor should really be doing its own thing. Like it's contracting yeah. throughout the day on its own, and it should be re- be able to relax on its own. Where we get in trouble is most people I see, and it could go either way, is most people I see are actually too tight. So it's already in this contracted state and they have no idea how to relax it. But the question is, why is it getting that way? And usually it's because something on the outside is going on, whether it be you don't know how to contract your deep core or your rib cage, you have no movement there or no mid-back mobility. It's so many things or decreased ankle mobility. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. And I truly take it from a whole body approach. And I think every clinician should, or anyone in fitness or health do need to look at the bigger picture. You're treating a whole person. So what truly is going on there? Yeah. Yeah. And now we've even found a dentist that does that. Yeah. We're we're giving everybody all the resources here Mm -hmm. that does that. But it's almost like you have to have your clinicians collaborate with each other. Yes. Correct. To know mm-hmm. what is going on. Like, oh, I found this with this thing and they're working on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's up to the patient to be able to relay that. Absolutely. To each person that they're seeing, too. But it's like, how do we get that system? That's why my one business client's opening a women's wellness to right, try and get it so that all the, everybody's there. So all the providers are there and they can discuss mm-hmm. the patients and work together. And maybe one giant questionnaire that everybody gets right? so that everybody could be like, okay, I think you would help her with this and I'll help her with this and I'll help her with this. And I think it'll really help provide a a good comprehensive care that we're not able to get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot going on in the human body. 
<laughs> yeah, and still Truly. a lot, a lot of it is so unknown. You Isn't know, it crazy. It's like mm-hmm. the more you learn, the more you'll understand. Like, oh gosh, I ha- I don't know anything about anything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were sitting at dinner Saturday night. We have an annuals like Christmas gift exchange, and uh, one of the women is a PA, and she focuses on hormones. And we started talking about all these Huberman Lab episodes that we we're listening to, and just endocrine disruptors, and just like plastics and all like down the rabbit hole and you're it's like great and now I know way too much and I can't live my life and <laughs> it's overwhelming <laughs> yeah. it is overwhelming but then it's also like I don't want to not know I don't want to be ignorant to it because I want to do something but then there's also levels of like okay you can't be focusing on like you know your laundry detergent if you don't focus on like getting outside and just moving your body once a day you know like we've got to figure out where you're starting from and what you can focus on kind of thing yeah and then slowly trickle the other things in. now if you're at a point where you're active and you're working out and you're able to you know manage your meals appropriately and you're cooking your own meals then sure look at your laundry detergent Mm -hmm. yeah and make a switch in your makeup Yeah. yeah and it is baby steps but it is overwhelming because you're like i know this and i shouldn't do this but you know what convenience sometimes wins Uh like and there has to be the balancing act of it too where you can say sometimes like okay you know we're gonna go through chick-fil-a and also Especially the when your son works there. <laughs> I'd be there all the time. I'm yeah. just picking him and dinner up. It's fine. Yeah. And then the other six days. I just want to see him. Yeah. You're just yeah. going through the drive through no. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. And then the other six days, you cook your home cooked meals to whatever standard you have. It is a balancing act. And that's- if we're too rigid, then it gets too hard. And that's where burnout comes in and mm-hmm. guilt and all of this other stuff. Yeah. A lot of the practitioners and, you know, people like you guys in the area are like, just pick one thing yeah. that you can start with one thing because they don't want you to be overwhelmed. That's relevant to where you're at. Right. Because my one thing might not be your one thing or your one thing or your, you know, mm-hmm. it, and so it's, we have to stop playing the comparison game too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. My one thing was like how I'm going to start my morning. Like yes. I'm going to drink my bone broth. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> so gross. Is there any way to make it taste better? It's just bone broth. I mean, I just do it. Does it taste? Uh, well, I don't because I've never had it. Does <laughs> I it, do it? Does it taste too. like gamey or what? Broth. Train. What do you? What are you using? I just use the store bought. I know I okay. want to make. Oh, you can buy it at the store these days. <laughs> oh yeah, I have like a, a powdered one. <laughs> I Jenny Sills is the one who recommended. I can't even think of the name of it now, but okay, it's not horrible. It's just. <laughs> You get in this routine of like waking up and having your coffee mm-hmm. and it's like, no, I'm going to have bone broth. <laughs> do you so, sip on it or do you no, drink it? No, I just drink it because I'm ready for my coffee. Okay. So, but yeah, so that was my one thing is mm-hmm. like how I'm going to start my day because, you know, working with Kelsey, she's like, you are immediately waking up and putting your body in fight or flight mm-hmm. and that's going to set your whole day. And I was like, and then she gave me a 26 page thing of everything else I need to do. And I was like, okay, well, let's just start my day <laughs> correctly. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type that I'm like, I have to do all the things yeah. right now. And yeah. We talked about that, but then you don't know what works. But I'm then the you same don't, way. Yeah. 
And I'm like, which five things is actually working? And then you would have to go back. Totally. Yeah. And you have to go back and you'd have to like take four out or something Mm -hmm. to see. And I never do that. I'm like, I'll just keep doing them all. And yeah. Till I don't. Yeah. <laughs> then I just got overwhelmed. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on my morning routine once I get that. But that's where that guilt thing came in. Cause the other day I was like hunched over in horrible abdominal pain again. And I'm like, I've not been doing my bone broth. I've not been eating my seeds. It's also stress. It, yeah. The stress management. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's going on in your life that could be stressing you out? With, like, geez. Tire. We can go to the questions now. <laughs> we don't need to talk I mean, about my life right now. Well, December. It is. I know. There's holidays. a lot of things that go on at this time of the year. It's that weird time between like Thanksgiving and New Year's where you're like, what day is it? Where am I? Yeah. What's happening? And I know that happens way more after Christmas, but there's all these external stressors for a lot of people of like family, family yes. time, family coming into town, traveling. Do I have the things in my house ready? Do I have the the presents ready? Did I think of everybody? Oh no, mm-hmm. I forgot this person and their gift. That is the one thing for me that I'm like, I am not a gift person. I would much rather either. shop and give gifts. I don't have, I was driving the other day and I was like, cause my family, my whole big family, we draw names at Thanksgiving for who gets who, because if not, you would just be just spending crazy. ridiculous amounts of money on people. So we each draw a name and I know who I got and who the kids got and who Luke got, but I couldn't remember who got me. And I was like, Oh yeah, I wonder who got me. What do I even want? You know, I'm just not, even with birthdays, I don't think of people giving me things for my birthdays, but I do know that there are people in my life that care about that stuff. So I try to be mindful, like, Oh no, there are people who care about the gifts that they get. So mm-hmm. I have to be, mindful of that but all the stressors right now and then you add on just typical life of owning a business and having children mm-hmm. and just all the things my yeah. mother-in-law texts me like every day about a christmas gift and it drives me up the wall because i don't even think about like i'll buy stuff like on prime day mm-hmm. and be like okay I'll, I'll go ahead and get this stuff but our like big shopping i just do like the week of because my job of is christmas mm-hmm my job I, I is that, that doesn't too. stress you out. I do that no. too. No, because I used to do that. And then I would be pulling my hair out and Luke and I would be fighting. No. And I was like, I can't live my life like this. I'm done with, <laughs> I'm not working really then. But like it's this past weekend, we had 11 performances oh between gosh. both studios, which is probably why I had the abdominal pain. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, what's going on in your life? Yeah. So I can't focus on any of that right now. So when I'm getting texts about do you think they would like these pajamas? I'm like, <laughs> right. It's like the lowest thing on your priority yeah. list. I'm like, I don't care. Just buy whatever you want. Could you delegate care. that out to Josie? Could um, she get the text? Yeah, maybe. She's, she's <laughs> sorry, Josie. I know you're at college and well, she made her Amazon list. Life. So that way we don't have to be bothered with that one. But you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. I feel like around the holidays, it just, I always feel like I'm not doing enough or it's like, mm-hmm. and maybe that's because I have a four and a two year old, but you always want to like, like creating memories yes. and stuff. Yeah. And then it's like the pressure of that is overwhelming. And then I think it's hard to just slow down and be like, we're okay with just doing small things and being together and mm-hmm. That's more worth it than the wildness of everything that's going on. Yeah. So I yeah. asked, oh, I'm sorry. I asked no. my kids the other day what their favorite Christmas memory is because I was I was just sitting there contemplating all of this, how that. above and beyond people go. So mm-hmm. I asked my teenagers, like, what's the one thing when you think about Christmas that you're like, if I were to take it away, you would be upset about because it's your just favorite memory. 
and it's not matching pajamas. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, we even like go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've done that the last five or six years. They didn't even say that. It's opening one present on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. <gasps> My kids have the same one. And I was just like, that's so cute. That's like, so easy. Oh. And all these people load all this stuff of we've yeah. got to do all these things and we've got to do pictures with Santa and we got to. D- and that's the one thing is opening a present on Christmas Eve. So simple. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> just takes a lot of pressure off if people realize like if you actually go back and ask your teenagers what imp- was important growing up. Yeah. So yeah, this year we're just doing the three presents, something they want, something they need, something to read. Just mm-hmm. make it simple. I like it. And that's important when your kids are four and two. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> if you set the precedent right now where they get like this, I don't even know, like I'm trying to think of what my kids I mean, got that really set us like up. 20 for these presents under the tree. And I'm like, that's where we are, where I'm like, okay, the expectation has been set that we like that Santa is a, he's a big big man that brings these big big gifts yeah (laughs) and this is the first year my kids spoiler alert if you have kids in the car right now about christmas um (laughs) that's the first year that my kids have both told us like we we know that santa is like it's the spirit of christmas it's it's you guys Mm -hmm. um and there's not like a man you know and we have scooty our little elf right and she comes they named her scooty when um I think Logan was like three and Molly was one. And now they're interested in like coming up for the other person. So like Molly last night was like, can I have her do this whole thing? So Logan can wake up to see this. That's That's what my kids did. Yeah. And then Logan today was like, mom, I really love this, but also like, I want to keep Christmas the same. So can you just do this stuff for Scooty? I don't want to, I want you to do the magical part. And so it's like this weird time of, like this is the first year that they that they've let us in on knowing that they mm-hmm. <laughs> that they know. But Molly was like, "No, I knew when I turned nine. And I was like, "So, you, so you've just been playing along like for me, like, you oh, know?" That's kind of sweet, though. <laughs> well, my kids, <laughs> we tell our kids between six and seven now, right? The truth. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Like my brother's family, like they don't even do, do it, it because they're like, "That's fucking weird that there's some." creepy man creepy man that comes into your house like what the hell and then you feel like your parents have lied to you perhaps yeah yeah that's why my friend doesn't do it she's like we can't lie to our kids but like i give hints i give hints all the way up until they're six and like i tell them about i i talk about it as a tradition and how it started and so oh the tradition of santa bringing you presents and like you know, I explain it that way. And then that way when they're six, I'm like, and the tradition is carried on by your parents doing it and you'll do it one day. And then I let the bigger kids help with the smaller kids. I get to save mm-hmm. later. And I set like it up. that. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. But yeah, we did the same thing. And I think Ethan knew younger than six. And I was like, why didn't you tell me you already figured it out? And he's like, cause I wanted more presents. Oh, yeah. oh, he was, he he was working the he system. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, I wanted presents from Santa and you. Like, oh, okay. It's like, I wasn't ready to give that up. So do you still do Santa presents? Um, not once they know. Once they know, then Santa presents are out. Like for us, for me growing up, Santa presents were always unwrapped under the tree okay. or like in front of the tree or whatever mm-hmm. when you woke up and that was your Santa gift. And then you had presents from mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever. Um, and so I kept that with my kids. Like your Santa present was out. I just don't foresee not doing that anymore. 
yeah. That so, might be my own little crutch. I know. So they st- <laughs> the stocking. I mean, they still get a stocking, which is from Santa. Which is from Santa. But are things wrapped in the stocking, or is it just mm-mm. the stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, we do the same thing: the display of the Santa presents. But once they know, um, act- actually, I'll, once Ethan knew, he still wanted to pretend. So we would still do it so that he could pretend. Um, And Austin, I haven't asked him yet this year if he wants to pretend because he's seven now. So this will be his right at that age. Yeah. So this will be his first year. But what we try and do is revert it to them now. They're now helping give. So like I said, he'll stay up late and let help us set up for Bo and Sam Mm -hmm. to have their Santa. But I still spend the same amount of money on all of them. Mm And so he'll still get the same number of gifts. It may mm-hmm. just not be displayed. It depends on what it is. Um, but I haven't started that yet. <laughs> right. We're not the week before Christmas <laughs> yet. The week so before. we'll check back in on Everything that. Everything <laughs> is way cheaper the week before Christmas, by the way. So I mean, listen, if it works for you, it does. then yeah. do it that way. Mm-hmm. I just found myself doing that. And I was like, this stresses me out. And then having to like mail stuff to California, it was legitimately causing fights in our household. And I'm like, this is not what this is about. Mm -hmm. This is not what the holidays are supposed to be about. That's why Luke hates Christmas because he's like, it has become this thing of consumerism and gift giving and you have to get it there on time and expectations. He's Mm -hmm. like, why can't it just be like, let's get together. See, that's the part I like. It's Mm -hmm. the let's get together. Me too. Because we don't get to see family. I mean... But it's expectations here. It's the expectations. And from other people sometimes. Yes. You know, like we just sent out a text like, hey, we're not buying everyone presents. Right. Like we just want to spend time with y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why I like it or you don't. Yeah. My husband (laughs) hates Christmas, too. That's why Thanksgiving is his favorite because that's all it is. There's no presents. Same. It's just spending time together. But it might be like some childhood trauma stuff, too. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, what happened around Christmas time when you were mm-hmm. little? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, Brandon's family, they it's like the, you know, four Christmases. Oh. So they're yeah. not divorced or anything, but they had to go to each grandparent's oh. house. And even when we got married, we were expected to, with our kids that go to bed at 630, and they stay up till 11 because they do all the grandkids and you open one present at oh, a time. Yeah, and everybody watches. <laughs> you all have to talk about it and what you're going to do. That's how it was for us. <sighs> yeah, so you do so dinner. You could savor the moment and everybody yeah. could see what you got oh, and we could really appreciate it. I've never liked that because it's so much pressure in your reaction. And oh my like, gosh, I, I better look that. super happy. Yes, <laughs> and there were things I, I remember react. opening that I didn't like and, like and then I would have to fake it <laughs> yeah and it ruins you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings you know Jeez. Yes. what was anyway. what were your christmas traditions like how is it different uh so we do not give uh, presents on christmas it's christmas uh it's no it's new year's oh like we get new things for new year's yeah and christmas is just a very religious holiday that we spend with the family and we make 12 different dishes why i don't know what kind of dishes i don't remember but it's like has to be like 12 different dishes the wise uh, maybe so, so what? <laughs> i said maybe for the not wise men, but for the disciples for later there were 12 disciples it is something <laughs> religious yeah and yeah. i'm well, my, my family is Greek Orthodox. That's what uh, Ukrainians are. I, I don't know. It's it's embarrassing, but I don't know. But so the, the pren- presents are coming on New Year's Eve and you get one, one present. So it's it's something big. It's something you need. Um, and then you wake up in the morning on January 1st and you run under the, and see the present under the tree. And that's from like entire family, but like from Santa. And that's it. 
I love that though. Are you going to carry that? That's what I was wondering. I'm do you thinking do that? like, that, well, you know, I feel like a lot of pressure, like, you know, I live here, so I need to appreciate and kind of like be involved in all the traditions. Luckily, you mean the American consumerism? Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like still like debating where I'm at. Because uh, Bodhi's how old now? Uh, five. Yeah, so he's at the point where he, like, wants a Christmas. This is our first year doing Christmas tree. We were, like, Mike and I were, like, Grinches. Like, you don't want one? Okay, we're not going to get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, after I celebrated his first birthday, like, all out and had, like, 16, like, one-year-old running around and, like, by myself when Mike was deployed. And I was like, why did I do this to myself? Until he asked me for one, I am not doing it. And it's like the same as Christmas. Until he asked me for, like, decoration, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So this year we decorated. Yeah, and, like, our outside is decorated. We have a Christmas tree he picked out. Thank God, like, he, he picked out, like, a four-feet-tall tree. Oh, God, it's probably huge <laughs> to him, though, you know? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, most, most of the ornaments he made so like yeah so we have like one of those and like thankfully mike is super easygoing and like less is better like you know so yeah yeah, yeah. so i've never heard of stockings i'm still call it i still call it stuffings a lot of like what <laughs> i'm gonna put it in a stuffing it's <laughs> <laughs> great because it's stuff <laughs> yeah oh. oh my gosh that's great but anyways yeah that's that's a little bit about our traditions. so well you so you haven't so done we, stockings and, and, up until um, this point yeah correct yeah we we have one now so we're going to do something and uh he's got four presents he wants uh Bodhi. uh and like we're trying to figure out how to manage it whether it's going to be like okay like santa will bring you one of them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you know or we just do one from santa one from parents and one from grandma so we don't know yet so like we're working on it be conservative in that approach is my only advice <laughs> thank you because I, that this is, I really appreciate this conversation. I really appreciate this conversation because I don't want to be that mom who's like not given enough. Uh, but at, like, you know, at the same time, it's just stuff. Like, and he yeah. has so much stuff. And like, I know. Yeah. we have only child and like our entire house is yeah. covered with stuff. It's, it's <laughs> us in our own heads and it's social media and people showing what they're giving. And yeah. it adds this yeah. pressure that we put on ourselves and Honestly, who cares what you give your kids? I mean, That's I between you, you and your child. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that it's also like this internal thing too. Yes. So it's like for our kids, they use their own money to buy mm -hmm. stuff and they work and they have to earn that. And so Logan wanted a new bike last summer. And I think the bike was like $800. It's like a really nice mountain bike. And so it was like, well, you have an opportunity to work. Go up to the school. There's plenty of work to do. Pay you hourly. He knows how to like keep track of his time. He gets paid on a certain, you know, at the end of the week. Um, and he figured out how many hours he had to work in order to earn that. P.S. Labor laws. You can only do that with your kid if they're under 14. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's 12 at the time. Yeah. So you uh, can do it because he's your kid and you, it's not a farm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, Disclaimer. Right. <laughs> Asterisk. I don't want somebody to go. I mean, and like, we do that to a five-year-old now. Yeah, you can do you that. Know, yeah. yeah, if it's yeah. your own He's kid, you collect can. collecting pine cones. I just don't want yeah. somebody hiring like a 11-year-old and paying them and getting in legal trouble. Right. Um, yeah, no. you can't do that. Nope. Okay. Just your Sorry. Yeah, just your own, your own family. Yeah. Um, but I have this like, you know, pull to be like, this is the one time in the whole year that they're gifted something. 
other than that these poor children have to work for what they have you know like i have this weird thing and luke's like no that that is life Mm -hmm. welcome to the real world we are teaching them how to be productive adults we are not raising children we are raising adults and i'm like i know (laughs) that is why we work well together you know because it's i i'm also like but they want this and they're so good and they work so hard and they Mm -hmm. get good grades and all these things and i can justify it in my head and we can so i want to and then i have to be reeled back in that's why luke is that anchor that drags behind me (laughs) and No, you don't have to give them everything. Mm -hmm. Just because we can doesn't mean that we should. And it sets the precedence for what they're going to get if you do it now. If you do it at four, two, five, you know, Mm -hmm. then they're 11 and 13 and ask for a unicorn. Made my kids start (laughs) saving for their car when they were 11. Because I'm like, I love that. I'm like, you have four years. Responsibility. You have four years. Mm -hmm. You need to buy it when you're 15 so you can practice driving it before you get your license. And get out on the road. So you have four years. That's this much per year. Yeah. You know, it's that way they can start learning like, oh, I've got to start saving. And it's hard, especially like when they're in high schools and especially in this community, it's the richest county in the state. Is Uh, it? Is it? Yep. That's why we get fewer grants and stuff. Is it? Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Running into things now because I'm super surprised. Wake County? No. No, no, we, um, I learned this when I was applying for grants for our theater and they're like, yeah, the arts council gives more County the least amount of money because it's the most wealthy County. Wow. So, I did not know that. No, neither did That's I. what they told me. I didn't verify it, but that's what they told <laughs> We're me. We're going to need a fact check. Fact check. <laughs> um, so. I'm learning so much today. This is great. <laughs> so yeah. So you go to Pinecrest High School and there's all these kids pulling up in their BMWs and Mercedes oh and Teslas. Oh, send them to UP and send them to the FFA. Yeah. So <laughs> my son. That's the, that's the farm. What is it? Future Farmers of America. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So send him up to UP and do that. Logan's buying Luke's truck when he turns 15. That's like the bar has been set for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Molly wants a Bronco. Not a new one. Like a 95. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you do that, girlfriend. Yeah. Like you, they're saving for their stage of my life yet. I know. This isn't real. It's going to be like this forever. It happens Mm. so quickly. That's so like... (laughs) So cliche to say, but it's true. I know. Should we draw a question? Yeah, we should draw a question. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to draw? One of the guests. I'll draw draw one. I didn't even look at all of them in advance. I'm sorry. Okay, hang on. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay, let's see. If you could go back in time, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself when you first started your business? That's your I, question. Yes, huh? it is. <laughs> so the one piece of advice I would give myself is mm. to have systems in place for organization. That is probably my least favorite part about business. Mm-hmm. I'm not naturally an organized person. I'm kind of that chaotic brain. My mind goes faster than my mouth kind of person. So I wish I kind of had a better kind of setup of like, okay, this is very organized and an efficient machine. But I guess that comes with like, as you own your business, you learn things and you learn what works best for you. I think even an organized mind's like in, in your mind, 
Sarah. <laughs> um, even like getting the processes, procedure systems down is an ever ongoing process. It's not like yeah. you opened your business with everything in place to say like, this is exactly how we do everything. Yeah. No, I had a horrible system. Yeah. I basically had none. I, felt like, <laughs> yeah. I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I'm there with you. I felt like I needed more of a foundation so the stress wouldn't be so. I felt like I was on a roller coaster in the very. I still feel like I am. So, time, what but. systems do you do now? Like, what do you do that really helps? Um, I think it's for me. It's who I've connected with. Have I made contact with them? What have we talked about? More like that side of things, and then financially, I have my own kind of like spreadsheet that I'm tracking, and I'm talking to like an accountant, working that way. I just didn't have any of that set up yet, or kind of how am I going to bring people in? I was just like, oh, okay, let's do this. I started a business. Now what? <laughs> it's kind of more like that. Which yeah. is great because most people say, I need to have this set up first. I need to have that set up first. Yeah. I'm only going to be ready when, you know, these five stars align and whatever. <laughs> and then they never start their business. Yeah. So it's like, okay, great. You did it. Yeah, right? It might have been a little like, bit okay, of a shit show for a second, yeah. but you did it. <laughs> but it's the pro of me. So I'm a mobile practice. It's the pro of me being a mobile practice too because I'm just going to the person. So a lot of the like rents and finding a yeah, specific overhead. place in the overhead, like that was honestly a pro for me. Like it kind of gave me some space before. That would be a dream of mine. I would love to have like a brick and mortar, but yeah, I can talk about of, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have yeah. an extra room. I have an oh, extra room. Oh, do you? Oh, I can't wait to talk to you after this. <laughs> I love this so, so, so much. Yeah. Saturday night when we were talking uh, at our little girls dinner. Not little girls. That sounded really patronizing. <laughs> our dinner. Uh, Small group. Yeah. Of women. women. Yeah. Dinner. Um, edit. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, we were talking about just our year and things like that. And I was saying that for me, this podcast, I had like an expectation of what it was going to be and all of this stuff and what's come out of it is so different than my expectation. And it's this type of stuff where you sit here with somebody who you guys probably haven't connected a whole lot. No, no. boss giving. We, we boss met. Giving. I think y'all like, reached out to us before boss giving. Yeah. Correct. And then you and then met there. Both were at Boss Giving and we're like, oh, yeah. hey, we're doing a podcast together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then the similarities and just sitting yes. down to make time to have an open-ended conversation to where now there's this connection. Like we benefit off of that because mm -hmm. we love this. This is like our hangout. We're like, we call ourselves mad matchmakers. matchmakers. <laughs> this is what I, I love, love so much is having yeah. these connections in the community. And then all of a sudden your business brains are like, bing, 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 yes. bing. And you're like, oh, I have an extra room. Like. There's so much magic that happens and it brings me the most incredible like gratitude and joy. And I'm just so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so side tangent. We but. saw that like connection happen at boss giving between so many groups of yeah. people. And there were like I as people were talking, I was looking around at everybody else and they were all like, yes. Yeah. And like pointing and like, oh, I'm going to talk to her. Oh, right. yeah, I'm going to talk to her. And then afterwards they went outside and all made those connections. And we were like, yay. Great. This area is honestly phenomenal with the amount of entrepreneurs yeah. in the area. Like it's it really kind of is. wild. Yes. It's Especially like, women in business. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's a circle we like kind of run in and yeah. though, you know. But it's like a like, small yeah. town, but I don't know. It's kind of mind blowing. I think it's because it's we're, we're strong willed, independent women that because we're mostly military wives mm -hmm. of special operations soldiers. And so that is like 
who we are and why we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We just yeah. make things work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's really cool to watch it. Yeah. And, you know, and I used to live in Savannah, Georgia, which is also like a lot of military community, but it's completely different. And I feel like, you know, just like waters down with like university and like just a lot yeah, of um, lot tourism. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot more going on. And like, and here you come in. And obviously, like it took me time to like warm up to it. But like once you're in it, it's like, wow, this is a very special place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with the various, very special families and uh, and kind of similar stories. But everybody is like so unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's very it's been very cool to observe and just like meet people like yeah. like you are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like your vibe. We should yeah. connect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What what would you have done differently? Oh my goodness. Well, I would um three days. I would yeah. <laughs> three days. Three days. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know, hey, organizing is also not my strength. You know, I I love to I love to do I'm a doer, you know, and then like the rest I'll figure it out. So like, you know, I had my people, yeah, I wanna be like I wanna be really good at teaching and like that's kind of like my priority. But I I guess like one like specific thing I wish um and I'm working on it right now. Um, I need like an internship um, program in place. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been doing it ever since I started. I just never um, recorded anything or like didn't didn't make anything like super official. You know, I probably went through like at least 10 interns I worked with, you know, and some of them stayed, some of them didn't. And like, I wish I just like had more um records of that you know like of how many hours did they observe like and like what is actually a good number of hours for them to team teach and like things like that and this to where now I can actually put a program in place that were like this is how it works like whether you are a, a new instructor or a seasoned instructor but if you want to teach at our studio this is how it works mm-hmm. so like yeah I guess that's that's kind of like yeah, and now I need to like I'm like going back to my memory. Okay, like when I did I work mm-hmm. with that girl? Why didn't that that didn't work out? You know, things yeah. like that. So do much you, easier to do in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you yeah. do a contract where if you train them that they have to stay with you for a certain amount of time? I just started to. So like my my last my last person was like, okay, we're going to to, to have a contract and things like that. Yeah, and it's still like work work in progress. Like then, Always. like you know, once once I hired her, I was like, whoa, like like I'm glad, like you know, like she didn't see this and this and that. Like this is like not working. Yeah. So definitely, uh, and like yeah, some this is like I want to be like now like a like a part of the studio, um, because since you know I've had like such a big transition from like six instructors like down to three together with me. Uh, now I want to be like okay, like everybody um, needs to be on the same page. Uh, because you know like we all come in from different um, places um, whether it's like different schools we were at or like you know you were you were teaching either like at, at boutique pilates studio like you know like mine little and like more personal or like club pilates where it's like a lot of machines like a lot of stuff going on but like you know like at this point like I already kind of know what I want and, and like I want to keep it that way among everyone Right. That way they're not like only going to this teacher only. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
yeah and, and then the, the the message spread in like in the same in the same way you know so and i mean everything comes with the experience kind of thing like and like my studio has been evolving so much you know we like uh, went from like like you know more classical to then pilates all of a sudden went into the fitness and then like you know i wanted to please you know all like all my people like all right we're gonna go like more fitness and do more higher rap and do you know more fancy stuff that look cute on instagram and and then i was like wow this is not me at all mm. like i want to go back to what's like actually truly working so then I'm like scaled back I'm like okay like fundamentals is the most important thing and this is kind of where I'm at and like if I lose people then I just they just like not ready to what we have to offer and now uh, plus we have an, another place that they can go to like and hopefully you know get what they're looking for that's hard so, to get to that mindset oh gosh isn't it? I mean you know <laughs> five years later and I'm still like every every single thing is uh, takes super personal you oh, know yeah. like I'm every, every little comment oh like yeah she was just teaching me how to breathe I'm like okay just, yeah yeah mm -hmm. I'm yeah. so but that's like the most myself. important thing mm -hmm. like that yeah. I'm mm -hmm. so I think y'all talked about it too like I'm just like I'm like okay did everything I do was that like the right thing to do in that moment and did I say the right thing I'm so hard on myself yeah I think that's part of a yeah, businesswoman so thing personal too, too right? Is, yes. Like you know, you to, you're talking about like you know, go to the bathroom and like pee and then mm -hmm. slow down your pee and this is like your kegel and like things like that, you know. So it's like talking about very personal things yeah. and mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, did I go too much? And I'm also hands on, you know, like yeah. and like as a physical therapist, I feel like you were like almost like they expect you to be hands on, and as a as a Pilates instructor, some, sometimes they don't expect, you know. So like I have to be like, okay, this is like a hands on thing. How do you feel about it and sometimes like okay did I go too fast or like maybe they're on ready like energetically like mm -hmm. not quite there where I like you know like uh, gave them a um, hands-on feedback and they're like whoa mm -hmm. what was that I have to be so very um, careful yeah, with that too yeah. especially with yeah. anyone who's undergone any sort of trauma and um, yeah. I've added to my paperwork mm -hmm. I think I think I didn't do a good job of kind of screening that so I've kind of added in just a paragraph of like Tell me anything that I should know that you feel comfortable sharing that might impact your care, whether it be financial, marriage problems, some sort of abuse. So it's just a free written form. And then I have check boxes underneath saying, would you like the practitioner to bring it up at the initial evaluation? Or would you like to hold that to yourself and bring it up when you're ready? And that's all a part of like trauma-informed care, which I do not think is being done correctly in most areas of the world. And so I do the hands-on thing. Yes, I am a hands-on person, but if I'm getting a sense of someone like you can see them kind of resist mm -hmm. you, then that's where I really have to be careful with my words and how I approach a person. Cause it can get you into some scary situations for sure. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Yes. I'm not and, dealing yeah. with like as much depth as yeah. you are. Yeah. And you sound very organized. Like with that, with that form, oh my gosh! <laughs> that, I mean, but that's like recent. I've sure, been, that's I'm been like <laughs> adapting, adapting, and that's to kind of streamline my eval a little bit and piece some things together before I even see you. We're still gonna chat, but kind of rounds out a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think the intern thing that you're talking about is so important that enough people don't think about like the future of their business and how to have staff in the future especially in a military town like this like you have to have systems in place to be able to train people and we start i mean age 11 is that how old molly is mm -hmm. yeah i think that's what we do we start age 11 letting them like assist in classes and they're a getting additional physical training and mm -hmm. reinforcement throughout the week because even though 
they're doing it with five-year-olds or six-year-olds, a tondu is a tondu, (laughs) right? I mean, it's the same thing. Um, And so they're still getting additional training and we're gradually training them to start memorizing our curriculum and Love doing it. this. And then they can. It's very Montessori yeah. of you too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> full sense. circle, full yeah. circle for the Montessori teacher. Full circle. But when you teach something, you're using a different part of your brain that's only reinforcing the learning because you are teaching it now. Mm-hmm. So they're only getting better in so many different avenues. Yeah. But so many people don't think about that. So that's great. You're doing that. Well, I almost kind of like learned on my, my mistakes, you know, one day I have, you know, six instructors and 50 classes a week. And then literally the next day I'm like down to just me and another girl and like all of these classes mm-hmm. and like all of these people that want to come to classes and yeah, well, not a very healthy self anymore. <laughs> that's where the, those the business. <laughs> processes and procedures are born though. Because oftentimes it takes something bad to happen for us to learn what we should have done to protect ourselves. Sometimes we have the foresight or we have somebody who is in our inner circle who has the foresight. It's not me. It's Luke. Um, (laughs) Where he's like, okay, what are we going to do when this happens? And I'm like, oh, that's a great point. I totally didn't think of that. Let's do this thing in place. So because of that, you're like, great, we need to have an internship program. So all of a sudden things don't change in one day which can happen almost to any business where that things can just completely yeah. change. Yeah. This past couple of weeks, I lost three teachers. And, oh, my gosh. But I had insurance in place. That was good. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. you have that insurance plan <laughs> yeah. Yeah. where you have those people that you're training. So it's not to say this would never happen, but you have a plan in place for when it does happen. Mm-hmm. And to know and expect, especially in a military town, that things like that will happen. And not to mm-hmm. deter us from hiring military spouses, because I think that we absolutely should mm-hmm. Yeah, I hire the best person for the job. But in a military town, that's oftentimes a military spouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But know that they're most likely going to leave at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And having having those plans in place yeah. for sure. And I mean, and at this point, like, you know, um, like I'm picking my battles whether, you know, just like hire someone to hire someone so they just like fill up the place or somebody that I truly want. And I'm at the point like I'd rather have very little classes mm-hmm. and then hire and train who I really want. You know, so like all summer I was working with this girl who's a military wife and probably like my most favorite intern out of all I've had and it took us a long time uh but eventually she's teaching classes now and like I'm super proud of her what she's done and you know and she's like responsible has common sense and and like when she's teaching like I I don't think like I don't think about studio because I know things are taken care of Mm -hmm. you know and they're done correctly so it makes a big difference yeah You want me to go? (laughs) I mean, it's very much along the same lines. I really wish we would have um, collected data as we were doing things, (laughs) you know? Um, Things can stay in your mind, but then they are reliant on a human being. And while training and stuff like that is great to be done by a human being, what happens when that person now lives in Alaska (laughs) or Germany? (laughs) Right. Same, same lines when they PCS. So I wish we would have from the very beginning said, oh, here's this step-by-step process. We did for enrollment. 
right? Like first the parents must complete this. First they come on a tour, actually back way up. (laughs) They call, right? (laughs) This is what we do. We send them to this tour, blah, 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 blah. All of that to be able to say, here is literally how we run Independence Academy. Like you could hand this off to somebody. We're in that place now, but we've been open since 2015. Now everything is basically documented down to, I mean, the littlest things, but you have to, Mm -hmm. it should be written in the way where somebody could, you could hand it to somebody and they could do it even if they've never stepped foot inside your building. Um, But I really wish we would have done that from the beginning because things would have been a lot easier, but would they have been done the same way? I don't know, because you learn Mm -hmm. along the way when shit hits the fan and you're like, ah, shit, I should have had a plan for that. I should make one now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you have that learning in that experience to say like, oh, this is how this would probably go. I wouldn't maybe have dreamt it up that way to have had a plan Mm -hmm. for that. But now I know what that could look like. So I'm going to preemptively get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. I really wish we would have done all of our standards, you know, our value-based standards is what you're talking about. Here's this internship program. Here's the standards you need to know. Here's what you need to know about our story, who we are as a studio, how we talk to our clients, all of that, the whole experience, right? Matters so much because the brand is you, Mm -hmm. regardless of how many employees you have, Mm -hmm. they are a representation of you too. (laughs) So just getting all of that down, which is great because now I, get to help people do that with their businesses and while you're still going to have things that go wrong at least you have most of it figured out (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah I wanted to go last I feel like I would have done just about everything differently like like seriously everything I I tried it's because I tried to do everything myself and um didn't delegate out enough, but I am such a penny pincher Mm -hmm. and I refuse to be in any debt for my business. I Mm -hmm. was determined to be a debt-free business, uh, but I paid for it with my body. So (laughs) yeah, I think that there's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. I think we have to determine, which you probably did at some point, determine like what debt is okay to have Mm -hmm. and what you're not willing to have, Mm. right? Like I'm not willing to have a car payment right Mm -hmm. now because it's just not debt that I want to have, but we have a little bit left on our mortgage at the school, but that was a debt I was willing to have because I was done paying rent there. Right. You know? Yeah. So we, um, I think the biggest thing is like for all of these things, I was trying to do stuff as affordable as possible Mm -hmm. and do certain things that ended up costing me more later. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I should have, I should have costing you money. Yes. So I should have, reached out to other people Mm -hmm. and gotten guidance is what I think I should have done and hired someone or whatever. I just felt bad like asking because the main people I knew I used to work for and I was like leaving. (laughs) So I didn't want to be like, and there were, there were lots of places I worked for. I, I didn't like it. And that was why I wanted to start my own thing. I'm like, I do not like how they're doing this. This is not right. I'd like to start my own thing. Um, and I didn't, I didn't immediately go talk to an attorney. I didn't immediately hire a CPA. I didn't do all the things you should do when starting a business. I didn't do any of that. I was just like, I'm going to figure this out and I can do it and I'm organized and I'm going to teach all these classes. Like I, I don't teach anything now. There's absolutely no way I could do that. Um, and so I was just trying to do all the things myself. And then later I'm like, 
oh, I should have hired a CPA because now she's watching everything every single month. And I didn't for like three years, probably. Yeah. Oh, I wow. just three had, years. I, I just did it all myself. I, I would do it all in QuickBooks and classify it yeah. and do everything and just submit Which you it. can do. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you did it well. Yeah, I did it well, but then I would just hire someone to do my taxes. And then when I hired Justine, she's like, oh, you missed out on all of this. And they right, didn't file depreciation because I, I didn't know, which was great because it ended up not costing me more. I got a lot of money back that year. <laughs> yeah, She's like, she here's $15,000 you missed mm -hmm. out on the past few years. Oh my so, but now I pay, you know, I pay her monthly, but it's totally worth it. She had to redo... Cause I didn't hire her right off the bat. She had to redo our first three years of tax returns mm -hmm. because the person who we hired to do it was an accountant. Um, which just means that you go to, you have an accounting degree mm -hmm. as opposed to a CPA who has much more, uh, schooling and certifications. Um, that person that we had hired to do it completely messed up our taxes and like should the IRS have really looked into it, it would have been a problem. Yeah. So she had to redo all of those. So you definitely need to know who you're hiring as a CPA. That's the thing for me that is like for sure non-negotiable, but mm -hmm. that is one thing that I know I'm not good at. Not, I know how to make money for sure, but being able to like divvy it up into this, like mm -hmm. this was for supplies. Like that is the most boring thing that I could ever think of doing. So I know I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't prioritize it. Mm, I love doing that. See, right. <laughs> Which is great. And that's why I said you probably did it really well. Yeah. And yeah. that's like the whole thing of knowing what you do really well and what you like doing. And then the stuff that you suck at and subsequently probably hate doing because you suck at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like seeing where it's all going. I'm like, wow, we spent $300 on toilet paper. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I love to see where it's going. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I don't want to be the one to put it in those categories. So you just like to, pull I just want to see the data. Yes, totally. And, and see it <laughs> now. Cause I'll do it as a scene. I'm like, man, Walmart again, Walmart again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so I liked doing that, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, we used to like, buy really nice toilet paper. Oh, because I like would think to myself like, gosh, I don't like using like papery toilet paper. And then I was like, tissue paper. gosh, we're <laughs> spending way <laughs> too much money on toilet paper. Like I can't justify this. Mm -hmm. And then it, things got more expensive during COVID. And sometimes you like couldn't find toilet paper or things, you know? And I was like, all right, we're, we're going to like, you know, Costco off brand, <laughs> whatever. And it's fine. That's we're fine. on Amazon basic auto ship. So I don't even have to think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. For all I supplies. I love those things. All supplies. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So I think that was my big thing is just, I was trying to do all the things all the time and teach and be a mom, deployed husband and had a new baby. And I just wish I would have delegated out more things that I didn't have to do. Well, it's hard in the beginning when you do want to yeah. stay out of the red right? financially, because that's pretty much how I started and done. I'm like, when it gets out of control, I'll figure it out, right? But when then, the pain sets in, that's our biggest in. motivator. Yes. Think but it is anything. hard to it's do pain. it all with the, being a mom and husbands are in the military, so they have their own thing going on. It's just wild. Mm -hmm. But it's a learning, learning curve for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think making deciding what you're going to invest in in the beginning is really important mm-hmm. because I think we think of all of the things like, oh, getting into this new space is an investment. I'm going to put up this money and then we'll start generating revenue. That's like a no brainer. Duh, I need this place in order to have these classes. But we don't think about, oh, I need this CPA. I need this consultant. I need whatever it is. A lawyer. An attorney. Yes, like. totally. Like those people in your corner are going to help you generate revenue because they're going to reduce the amount of mess ups that mm-hmm. happen that are going to cost you time, money, all of these things if you don't have them. Mm-hmm. We just don't think about that in the beginning if you don't know. That's the whole reason I'm a consultant now. Because <laughs> I just <laughs> like I just made so many mistakes that cost me. And I'm like, I wish I would have paid someone. Or even if I would have just gone to like maybe take some classes or do something just to learn things a little bit better mm-hmm. before I started. Um, but part of the good thing about like having consultants and coaches and people, or even just a mentor that's yes. gone through it is, you know, they're already plugged in in the community and like, you know, small things like I help them a client find a space. And I'm like, this is the landlord you want. You don't realize how detrimental a bad landlord can be Mm -hmm, to your business mm -hmm. like you will be without ac for two months if you don't have a good landlord yeah and it will cost you a lot of money so just make sure you know you can make the space work but every every decision you make you have to weigh out and balance is this an income generating decision or is this just Mm -hmm. something frilly that might not really matter um, but also it couldn't maybe not be an income gen- generating decision, but it gets you back your time. And if you're in a season of life where that's important to you, then like for me, I'm, I am willing to delegate things out that aren't necessarily directly income generating, but it gives me back my time for this season in my life where I want to be doing other things. Mm -hmm. And so that's an important place too, depending on where you're at in your business. When you're first starting, you better be ready to hustle hustle the shit out of your business. Yes, I'm still in it. High anxiety and stress. But that's fair for for a lot of businesses. That is many years into it. And time blocking certainly helps. So I saw your post on time blocking. I'm like, I really need to do that. But I still haven't set aside the time to time block my schedule. You can come on January 5th, which is also my birthday. (laughs) birthday. I will be the odd age of 37. Um, Nice. I feel like it's such a random birthday. You know, you won't remember how old you are. Like when you're 37, you're like, I'm, uh, I already do that at 36. (laughs) My birthday's tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday. That's right. We talked about another 32. 32. Yeah. Like there. Here we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Here we are. But yes, January 5th, we'll be at Encore. We'll be in the theater and we have a whole time blocking workshop, which is going to go through the tools and how to time block, but also the mindset. So I hesitate to say it, but I will say it that I think it's going to be our best event we've had yet. So yeah. Yeah, no pressure. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be quite it'll be a, a journey um to start out the the new year. So at this point, tickets are on sale. And you guys should all come. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll look at my calendar. I definitely want to come. The morning of is, January fifth. Friday. Is that, is that Friday? Yeah. Friday morning. <laughs> See, that's that's the issue. I know. Oh, what what makes it an issue? <sighs> Teaching. 
teach in some of the <laughs> Do you have a sub? <laughs> no. You gotta have your insurance. You gotta have a sub. That's okay. It's, a, it's like um, it. it's a like month a month away. out. You could yeah. gather some insurance. I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. And we don't mean actual insurance for everybody listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we mean like your insurance policy on when you want to come to an event or your kid has a Veterans a Day plan. show. Yeah. Backup plan. Your yeah. backup plan. Like, what can I do if if I want to do something else, mm-hmm. do I have somebody who can mm-hmm. fill in? Um, mostly it's, it's a people thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's having additional staff available at all times for no matter what happens, because we all work with people that have lives. And so you have to have, I, I call them our in, insurance policies, but like yeah. when I make my schedule, mm-hmm. I always have two subs available for each and every single class. That way if two people call out, no big deal. Here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, or if people move all of a sudden it's okay. Your normal sub can, but it wasn't always like that. It and was let's clarify. not always like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, starting a business, you operate out of desperation. Oh yeah. And you're like, we need to add classes and everybody's booked all the time. And then somebody yeah. calls out and I was the sub. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm a solopreneur and yeah, I don't have a backup cause you can't just pop out a pelvic floor therapist. No, <laughs> nowhere. You're going to need to get uh, I know, intern. but you do have, but I have virtual, you have virtual options. yes, and room for margin because you have yes. a very strict schedule. So like if you mm-hmm. are, have to be out sick, you have other hours available. Yes. You can make it up. Luckily, so it, It's still insurance. It just yes. looks different. <laughs> and luckily my husband, he's getting out. So he'll oh, be I out oh, in nice. June Congrats. and his schedule is a lot more free right now. So that has helped so much. Yes. And starting, I was like, because at first second, I was like, is this the right year to do this? I'm not sure. The kids are young. They're both still in preschool, like daycare, which that's like a mortgage payment, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But honestly, with the amount of free time he has right now, I was like, this is probably the best time to do it because I am able to shift a bit with how free he is. And I'm so grateful for it, like in this season of life, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It's been super That'll helpful. be a big change. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh God, what are we in for right now? We no. can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, I just look at him. I'm like, you just need to figure out what you want to do. Like, just figure that out. Take the time. Mm-hmm. You know, every day is something different. Yep. Of course. I'm like, this is a roller coaster. Get, I'm like, uh, get the book. What color is your parachute? What color is my parachute? Oh yeah. I've heard of that book, mm-hmm. but I haven't read it. Well, it's, it's kind of lengthy, but okay. he should, he should do it. Okay. I'm like, he should. <laughs> He's in all the different programs trying to help guide him into what he really wants to yeah. do and all that stuff. Well, it's a really and... scary, it can be a really scary time because it's so unknown. Yeah. And for people who join the military as children, this is all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. And this has been like their comfort kind of. 100%. And he was a guy who I thought would retire out 100%. So it's been a total... Uh-huh. shift change for us but he's working through it we're yeah. getting through it <laughs> great like, well congratulations i know yeah. thanks. Um, thanks for me i think be, he's uh, like i don't know <laughs> yeah civilian world it'll be interesting how much longer do you guys have <laughs> at least four more years okay. well you better start playing yeah. now yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say that's not that bad because a year and a half out is when they really start like phasing out of everything yeah i hope so yeah there's like a lot of transitions going on at his job so hopefully it will be like last two years will be like how he tells me will be easy and he'll be able to help me out but we'll see no expectations <laughs> yeah he's like he's like my bonus basically mm-hmm. you know like, oh you're home how, how nice yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. do you plan to stay here uh we don't know yeah yeah 
I think we're going to end up moving, but not right away. Like this, this place really started to grow on me. And like, I think like, uh, you know, be- because before like, okay, once you're out, we're out of here. And now it's almost kind of like flip-flopped because he was like, all right, well, when I'm get out, getting out, well, I can start, you know, looking at places. It's like, I'm kind of good here. <laughs> I found my people. I'll give it four more years too. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? We don't know as well. We're trying to like figure that part out. Yeah. I think both of us were like, let's give it a year, year and a half, come back to to that discussion mm-hmm. we'll see what happens mm-hmm. but I'm like kind of the same thing it's like things are going well here for me so it's just the shift of like focusing on my career more because it's hard to focus on your career when your husband's life I mean let's be honest forces you almost in that single parenting lifestyle well it's yeah not there's not a lot that's within our control exactly mm-hmm. you lose that control which is part of why I kind of started my own business to mm-hmm. take back a little bit of control over my life but yeah, it's kind of that flipping of roles a bit on who's kind of controlling the, I mean, it should always be mutual, right? But it's hard when they're gone all the time and you don't know. I think people just think it's deployments, it's training and it's yeah. all that I think stuff. deployments is the easiest part. I think it is too. <laughs> but okay, yeah, you're not going to be home for four months. It. Okay, got it. Yeah. See you in June. It's but the like, in it's and like out that drives stuff. me crazy. I'm just like, oh And gosh. all the cancellations. And then he'll and tell me like the week before. And... I'm like, it's okay. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the constant change, transition. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We what? Get we get it. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, so yeah. much for coming no, and you. sharing your thank knowledge you. to people, too, of all the things we've learned from doing stuff the wrong way, all of us. Yeah. About <laughs> <laughs> what we would do differently <laughs> if we could start over. So I think it's comforting for people to hear, you know, especially if they're in the first phases of their business, like, Oh, it's not just me that it's not rainbows and butterflies. (laughs) It's not rainbows and butterflies. And we all do stuff that we wish Mm -hmm. we would do differently. And everybody's going to do some things really well and some things not. So, um, Allie, tell everybody your Instagram handles where to find you. And oh, yeah. So Instagram, it's just Pelvi Power LLC. And you can find my website, Pelvi Power LLC.com. Um, I get free consultation calls, usually 15 minutes, but honestly, I'm a talker, so they usually go on longer. (laughs) (laughs) But don't expect it. (laughs) Just fine. Like, I can talk for days about pelvic health and all that jazz. But yeah, I usually do a free consultation call, so if anyone ever has questions, just go to the website, DM me through Instagram, either way. And real quick, because I've worked with you, yeah, I think what is so great about what you do is that you come up with this plan mm-hmm. and then you're not like, I need to see you forever. No. You're like, I want to see you until you are doing well and you're out of pain or whatever it is. I wasn't really in pain, but you're on the right track. You're not experiencing these symptoms all the mm-hmm. time. I've given you the tools and you feel like you can now do them. Absolutely. So it's not like this long-term plan, even though this is the same thing with Savannah, is I'm like, but... But I want to see you. you. But it was so fun hanging out. Yeah, I actually had a person who she's doing great. She has some pelvic organ prolapse symptoms. She's doing great without. She's like, but my neck is hurting. Do you treat that? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I'll be back. Still just a good old physical therapist. I treat it all. But But I think that that's a really uh, ethical way to do things. Mm -hmm. And it's refreshing to see that and to feel that from a practitioner where it's not this ongoing thing. No. And everyone's different. There are some people and it's like just phases of life. Like if you are dealing with PCOS or endo, that might be like a longer journey and Mm -hmm. we'll take breaks 
and then come back into it mm-hmm. sometimes. But it's really person dependent and how like I knew you, I know you're active and I know you're going to take what I say and implement it. So I know I don't have to keep you for it. I don't, it was just like a few sessions. I think maybe. we had three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It was pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You've been doing great. Yeah. I haven't Good. had any symptoms. Perfect. And I have between working with you and Kelsey, mm-hmm. I had this kind of mindset thing of being nervous to mm-hmm. lift again because I was like, oh no, what if I get this pressure back and I yeah. re-mess up everything? But I'm like, no, I know how to do this. I know my breathing. Like it's like this mind body connection thing. Yes. And I started trusting myself again. So now I'm like back to lifting heavy. I feel good. I'm like just feeling more confident. Yes. And that is a side effect again, going into things with expectations. That is not one of the things that I thought I was going to be able to gain out of that. I was just like, oh, this is just going to be for my body. No, it was a mindset thing too of this is going to give me the confidence to go back in and, and do the thing that I'm trying to do. That is the best part of my job is the confidence building and the empowerment in it because people do come to me feeling lost haven't been told what to do. They have no idea. I mean, it's scary to come see me because you have you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And then to see people grow into themselves and just like become this so confident person and they're doing things that they didn't think they could do anymore, that is truly a blessing in my eyes. And it's why I love what I do. And like you said, like, I don't need to keep you forever. I want to set a solid foundation, make you, give you the tools, but make you independent so you don't need me anymore. Love you. Yeah. But let's go grab coffee. But I don't want you in my office and I don't want to see you again because that means something's going on. You're in pain. Something's, and I just, I want to make you self-sufficient. Yeah. That's the goal. Which you did. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let everybody know where so to find So I'm a Thrive Pilates NC. So that's my Instagram. And we also have a website and it is thrivepilatesnc.com. And you can find more information on there. And you can sign up for classes there as well. Or like, you know, like you can't sign up for classes right away. <laughs> yeah. You need to do those private right. sessions. Yeah. Um, can, can you, you do private sessions with another person? That's what I was yeah. just yeah. thinking. Yeah. I was you just we start start that. I was like, This a is group? a really great question. You absolutely can. You can okay. do duos, trios. Yeah, I would say like a three. I would not. I would not do more than three people. So I can, you know, I have an opportunity to watch all of you mm-hmm. individually. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and well, especially I see three if you like, here. If, especially mm-hmm. if you're relatively healthy and don't have like any crazy, crazy injuries, I can certainly do like three, three people. Yeah, maybe For we should sure. try and fit I it know. in before we air this. Yeah, so can, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, have yeah, that'll be great. And do okay. a, do a little little videos and let the studio and like how actually things work in action. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be great. Okay. All right. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> it's happening. It. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. This yes. is great. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.